Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. Sorry for the slight delay saying that. I was hugging Rhett Palmer. (laughs) We didn't get a chance to hug after his show ended and when I got into the room. So um, that's a very important part of of my Tuesday is getting those hugs from Mr. B and from uh, Rhett Palmer in the studio. So I love being here with you guys and getting to bring you people that do things that are very, very, very different. And I, I had my guest on... I think in 2015 when this show first started and I just love everything she's doing and she just released a new book Uh, just do you ever meet somebody and you just know that they have the potential to change the course of people's lives well I I met Sharon Lynn Wyeth at um, Author 101 an event where I met my agent got my publisher and, and launched my book as well and I've spoken at it and she was launching her book, Know the Name, Know Your Person, at that time. And Sharon has agreed to be back on the show with me because there's so much more going on. Because really, the question becomes, what's in a name? Everybody's always said that there is power in a name. And new parents are always like, well, what do I name my child? But what do you also name your business? What is the power in that? And I'm excited that Sharon has agreed to be back on the show with me today so we can talk about even her new book, which is Know the Name, Know How to Connect. So, Sharon, welcome back to the show. Laura, it's always wonderful to be with you. It's good talking with you again. Yeah, same here. And, and you know, we always should talk way more than we do, and life sort of gets in the way. And 2019 is my year for not letting that happen with people I, I love chatting with and getting to know. So 2019 is the year of connection for me. <laughs> well, and that's just the name of the new book is Know the Name, Know How to Connect. Well, isn't <laughs> that perfect? Forgotten. You'd think it was planned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we've known each other for... I don't even know, six, seven, eight years now, off and on, you know, that we've known of each other and, and the work that you're doing. You've been on NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox. I mean, pretty much every major news outlet talking about what you've done because you're the founder and creator of Nemology, which is the science and study of the placements of letters in a name. And I mean, how did that come about? I mean, we've always heard that names have power, but you've really proven it. Well, it came about when I was doing the seating chart my seventh year of teaching. You know, you get the kids' names before the year starts, and you just make some random seating chart. And so as I was doing the quote-unquote random seating chart, my brain was saying, oh, don't put Josh next to Julie, because together they're going to be clowns that separated. They're okay. Stephanie's going to be stubborn. Keep her over here on the side where you don't have to change your seat often. Derek's going to need extra help. You know, the same way my brain thinks when I know the kids, you know, when you're making that seating chart. And so it didn't even dawn on me until, like, I started my fourth class, and I went, wait a minute, I don't know these guys yet. So I went back and out of curiosity and wrote down everything I was getting off of everybody. And I put it aside until winter break. And at that time when I looked at it, I went, Oh, my gosh, here I have 150 kids. I've now gotten to know them, and this is incredibly accurate when I only had their names. So I said, my brain, 
thoroughly trained in patterns being a math major and having my master's. Thought there's been some kind of pattern developed that my brain has figured out. Now how do I make it conscious? And making it conscious and all the intricacies of it took me 15 years, and then I went and tested it in over 70 countries in 49 of our states for the next three years. And that's why it's so accurate. And then, of course, every year I learn something new about it, too, because I keep seeing more patterns. And we met in 2006, so that was, what, 17 years ago. Oh, my God. Is that long ago? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it feels like just yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's just like a shift in my consciousness right there. All right. Well, okay. So, you know, when we met at one point at Author 101, my last name was Stuart Atchison because I was married at the time and I had changed my name. And then when I got divorced, I went back to Stuart. And and I don't regret it because I feel like things shifted for me tremendously <laughs> after after I changed that. And you weren't born um, Sharon Lynn Wyeth with the, uh, what's the thing over the O? What do they call that? The accent mark. The accent mark over the O. But because of what you've known about pneumology, you made some changes to your name, correct? Yeah, I chose my own last name to balance out my name. And I literally put the accent mark there earlier. Um, and the reason for that was because everybody kept mispronouncing my name and calling me Sharon. And so I thought there's a lot of visual letters out there. I'm going to put an accent mark to cause everybody to say, oh, yeah, this one said differently. It's called Sharon. So when I legally changed my name with Wyeth for the last name to balance everything out, um, I legally put that accent mark on my first name. Why was it so important for you to change your last name to Wyeth? And how did your family respond to that when you did that? Well, there was mixed responses and whatever, and it didn't matter to me because I think what's important is that you resonate with your own name and it comes into balance and people can either accept it or reject it. You know, that's up to them. But it's really nice because, I mean, just like with my first name being pronounced Sharon, if the telemarketer calls and says, can I talk to Sharon, I can really say, I'm sorry, nobody lives here by that name. You must have the wrong number, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. But I, I balanced out the, the last name um, because after I got married, unknowingly, because I didn't know namology at the time, I had introduced letters into my name when I changed to his last name that caused violence to show up in the marriage. And it takes seven years to fully integrate that name. And it was really interesting to me that in year eight, violence started in the marriage. And so, I mean, now I see the pattern. But I thought, I need to get rid of this name. And then I didn't want to get rid of it while the kids were young because I've seen, unfortunately, how some people treat them differently when the mom's name is a different last name because I was in education for so long. So I said, I'm not doing that to my kids. So after they got out of school, I went down and said, my birthday present to me this year is I'm getting me a good last name. And by now I knew Namology, and so I'm living proof that you can balance out a name and life changes. All right, so there's a lot in what you just said. I'm I'm just going to click on one of them, which is you said that that name that you took on introduced violence into your, your life. Are you saying that if somebody changes their name, they can remove that? Or I'm I'm guessing there's a lot more to it. Because it was not in my birth name, 
So it wasn't a lesson I came to learn this time or something I had to work through. I literally took it on when I took on my, whom I call my husband because he at one time was my husband. Okay, when I took on his last name at marriage, and I didn't have a choice at that time because I got married overseas where the legalities were you had to both have the same last name. Okay, because something in me had already said, I don't want your last name. But if I wanted him, I had to get his last name. Okay, because of where we got married. And if you're getting married and you're, and the new last name causes your full name to now have three L's, you're bringing violence into your world. Okay, let's let's expand on that because it's not just about bringing violence into your world. It's it's about having your best life possible. But I I never really truly thought about how you can bring energies and stuff in with your name. Everybody gets born with a name. Their parents give them a name, and very few people ever change their name or change the spelling of their name. So what are some things that people really need to, to start thinking about as my listeners? Okay, first of all, you would be surprised, Laura, how many people change their name. Really? It's, okay. a, it's an incredible... Yeah, think about it. So many people, when they get married, they're changing their name. Or they go by a nickname, they're changing their name. Okay. I mean... I meant legally, you know, other than marriage and stuff like that. Yeah, you'd be surprised. It's an incredible amount of people that say, I don't like this. It doesn't feel right. I want something different. So the birth name is your blueprint for this lifetime. And it literally gives you the seven reasons why you're here, the answers to how to go about learning those seven things so that you can complete why you came. And it tells you even the timing of when you're going to be focusing on what. Okay, so that's your total blueprint. And what's running underneath inside you at all times, that all comes from that birth name. Then you get whatever name you're going by, and that says, this is my personality, that this is how I am going about my birth name. Now, our first name is the essence of who we are. Our middle name, if we have one, is how we morph or change when we're going under stress. And our last name indicates the kind of people that we are attracting into our world. So when we change our last name, we are attracting a different group of people into our world. And we are always influenced by the people around us. So literally, the people that are influencing you changes, and so that changes your world. Okay, let's give people an example. Feel free to use me as a guinea pig. Um, My middle name's Anne, A-N-N, and it's Laura and steward with a D, as you know, from all the years we've known each other. So what is, can you take us through, would you mind taking us through something like this? Because I think it's something people need to sort of grasp, and I'm totally willing to be a guinea pig. All right, so some of what your name says. It says you were born with self-confidence, but then something would happen in your life and you'd lose that confidence, and you would have to really work hard and to struggle and able to regain the self-confidence, but you would manage to regain your self-confidence. It says that you're very likable, that you won't change who you are to get like, but, you know, if, if you're so likable that if somebody doesn't like you, it's really their issue, not your issue. It also says that you know how to work incredibly hard, and yet you know how to be a great couch potato at the same time. You know, <laughs> so it's like one extreme or the other. Okay? It says you have a great sense of humor, that you like it when people tell you the truth. You have no tolerance when people are dishonest. You've got a nice rebellious spirit, don't want to be told what to do, would rather be asked. 
But what's really interesting is one of the greatest challenges that show up in your name is discernment. So it's like your discernment came really the hard way. You had to learn through experiences over and over again and able to develop that discernment because you just naturally trust everybody. And so instead of like not trusting until you've learned to trust them, you start by trusting everybody until you learn not to trust certain ones. Um, you want to make the world a better place. And when you're under stress, you get your most organized, your best production, your, you know, your, your best creative ideas, I mean, and your most observant when you're under stress. Then the type of people that you're bringing to you, the challenges are in your name that you're bringing people that want to become wiser. So that's a good thing. Okay, because that way you can serve them. You're bringing people who have fairness issues that want the world to be fair. They can stand up for others but have a harder time standing up for themselves. And, and that they're fairly smart. However, you're also bringing people to you that are very stubborn at times and can get in their own way and that have tempers. So that's just some. And just know I can talk for two hours on anybody's name for what I see. <laughs> okay, so you, so you mentioned the whole timing thing. Where does that play in off somebody's name? Um, I literally, that takes me a while to figure out. That's why okay. I always ask for okay. questions, you know, prior to somebody getting a reading so I can figure those out. But it literally depends on where you are, what letter you're currently focused on, ah. okay? And every letter has a value. So depending on what letter you're focused on, it lets me know what years you're going to be focused on those attributes that go with that letter. And I know you do consulting for a lot of people. People call you up, make appointments for you to analyze their names. But you also, and by the way, you were so dead on with every single thing you said there, <laughs> especially the trust thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just absolutely amazing. But you've also been brought on by HR departments to help them hire the right employee. I was just saying that this morning before our call. Um, one of my regular HR people, um, she called me and she said, here, I have these nine names. I need one full-time and one part-time person, you know, for um, a warehouse manager and an assistant. Who do I want to hire? And literally, I can go through all the names and say, okay, here's your lead. And she goes, oh, I interviewed him. I just love him. I said, yeah, you get along well with him and so will your assistant. You know, and, and here's who he needs. <laughs> they can also get along with all of you. You know, <laughs> pick one of these two for him. And so it was. it's kind of cool. It literally saves the HR person or the single employer or the small business owner, you know, time from hiring the wrong person, needing to rehire, hiring somebody that doesn't have the ethics of the company, you know, even interviewing times. You know, I just narrow it down for him and say, what's the job description? What do you want them to be able to do? Here's the names that indicate they can't. Can so somebody really ever fun. break from their name? Um, I think you can once you're conscious of what your name is and what your patterns are. Like, I will watch myself go to do something and go, yeah, and then say, oh, yes, that's in my name. That's a pattern. That's a struggle for me. I really am choosing to overcome that. So let's, you know, put that extra push or emphasis or um, and get that taken care of. For an example, um, I said you attract people to you that have fairness issues. They can stand up for others but have a harder time standing up for themselves. That is something that's in my name. And so 
when I realized that I would just rather let it go water off a duck's back, and then sometimes I think, no, that means that means that I'm complying in some respect, or I'm agreeing in some respect, or you know. And so I have literally learned over time even how to stand up with bullies because I had to do that when I was a high school principal and an administrator. I mean, and get very comfortable at it even though I don't like to have to do that. But because you know your name, you're able to... Okay. Well, I I know I had to learn that. That's one of the things I came in to learn how to do. And I would rather let bygones be bygones because I'd like peace. But you don't get peace when you let something go by sometimes that really shouldn't and needs to be addressed in the moment. All right. You know? Yeah. But but it's such a hard lesson for a lot of people to understand. They just, they're like, why does my life turn out the way it does? They turn to numerology, they turn to astrology, or they really have no clue. Maybe they go to therapists to help them figure out what's going on in their life. And numerology, from because I've studied all of those other things, right? And uh-huh. I get a piece from each of them, but yet it feels like the name means even more, but yet it's a name that you had no choice of when you were born. Okay, so even people that have taken human design that incorporates a lot of those other elements that you've studied, they will come take my course and go, I'm getting the same information as I'm getting from human design, and this is so much easier, quicker, and faster. You know, because what took me 15 years to figure out, I literally teach in 15 hours. You know, or you can okay. teach yourself by reading the book. Okay, so to address the the question of yours, Laura, that you didn't have a choice, you just got this name from your parents. Okay, when there was still only seven planets, I mean seven planets, seven religions on this planet, Dr. Eugene Whitworth's work is whom I'm quoting. He says that some of the overlap was that they all agreed that the incoming soul impresses upon the one naming them what they want to be called. And if that's true, we name ourselves. Now, there's two sciences out there. One called somatics, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S, and the other one is bioacoustics by Sherry Edwards, who's just remarkable. Okay? And both of those show that the impression of sound can literally, the right sounds, the right notes, the right vibrations, can literally change our DNA and our cellular structure. And so what sound do we identify with the most? With the sound of our name. Because we say that's us. And when somebody says, who are you? You answer with your name as if that says it all. And it does if you know nameology science. So every time we hear our name, we're getting that vibration reinforced. That is literally changing our structure of ourselves inside. And so we're now becoming our name, according to science, where, according to religion, we already were. We've already matched our name with who we are. Okay, I can get that. Because I've always felt my name like I couldn't imagine my name being anything else I always related to Laura quite a bit and and Laura Ann just felt right I never felt right when I divorced twice right so when I was DeJoya and when I was Atchison it never really felt right and I laughed because my first marriage, Sharon, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. I always had this dream when I was a little kid that for some reason my initials at some point were going to be LSD. (laughs) And and I have no idea. This is when I was a little kid in grammar school, right? And then my first marriage, 
I, I married a man with the last name of DeJoya, starting with a D. And I legally changed my name to Laura S. DeJoya. And then somebody gave us a monogram towel or some, gave me something with my monogram on it and said LSD, and I started laughing. Because you've pre-seen it, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of religions out there that as you go into the esoteric aspects of the religion that indicate that when we're a soul before we come down here, that we literally get to see certain aspects or changing points or huge decision points in our life before we come down to experience it. And so that way we just can know from inside, oh, this is one of those experiences and here's the best choice to make based on what I've pre-seen before I came. And so with you pre-seeing that, that LSD, it's like you remembered or recalled part of that preview of the life prior to coming. I, I wish I had pre-seen that it wasn't going to work out well. <laughs> and, and not but we learn from those. Right. I mean, I, I wouldn't take back my marriage even though it became violent. I, I wouldn't take it back. I right. learned so much. I had so many good years before the violence started. Um, you know, I really got to experience and feel what it's like to just be so captivated by someone and so in love. And... I mean, I wouldn't, and I got two children out of it. I wouldn't take that back for anything. And and we set that up ahead of time, even though technically we say it doesn't turn out, we set it up ahead of time for a reason. And I just think when love is no longer present, it's time to move on. We've completed right. whatever we agreed to do. Yeah, and there was definitely a lot of completion in that. And a, and a major part of what happened during that marriage foundationally created my book, What Would a Wise Woman Do? Yeah, and I love that title. I just <laughs> love that title. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That means well, so much coming from you. <laughs> you know, and, you know, you look at all the W's and What Would a Wise Woman Do? And in my system, W stands for wisdom. I love this title. It's so congruent. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, I don't. Uh, should I ask you about the name of the radio show? It's all about the questions. You know, that's an interesting title because it piques different people all the way through. It's like if you're looking at all the combinations that occur um, and all the subtleties that occur, you're hitting a very diverse listening population. And that's really what you want to do with a radio station. Yeah, it's interesting because I've, I've been thinking about changing the name of the show. So I'll have to hire you and do a consult with you to, to go over some stuff because one of the things that we're going to be talking about when we come back after the national news break in just a moment is your, your newest book, Na Know the Name, Know How to Connect, but also how... Um, working with business names and how you set up a name can really mean the difference between business success or not. So we're going to chat some about that, right, Sharon? Yeah, sounds good to me. And the Know the Name, Know How to Connect right now until Valentine's Day is free on the website, knowthename.com. Oh, Got to get that, everybody. So knowthename.com here with Sharon Lynn Wyeth. She is... She, her original book, Know the Name, Know the Person, she founded Namology, and we've been playing around with my name and my book name, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about a lot more, including how, if you know the name, you know how to connect with somebody, because connections are so powerful, and if you can't connect to somebody, maybe there is a reason for it, 
and you'll need to know it. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. If you missed the first half of the show, be sure to catch it on podcast anywhere podcasts are found, including my website. It's all about the questions.com because there is so much <laughs> that my guests are on Lynn Wyeth shared with us in the first half hour of this show that you're just going to need to catch it if you're listening to us live. If you're already listening to us on the podcast, please rate and review it because it really helps the show get found. So I appreciate anything. And if you do rate and review it, let me know that you did and how I can reach out to you so I can personally thank you. So Sharon, the, the first half, we were talking a lot about the foundational principles behind namology that you created. It's To me, it's a really fascinating topic because it seems like there are some people in the world that just seem to always skirt through life. Uh, everything's perfect. Everything's wonderful. They have massive successes. Certain businesses seem to arrive on the scene and from the moment they're created, they're in that sweet spot and then maybe something happens down the road. You said that every word has meaning, which we all, all know, but it's also about the positioning of the letters from when I read your initial book in the, in the word, because I have a friend that literally transposed two letters in their name, in their last name. And it was amazing the difference that happened for them after that. It is literally about the placement of every letter. For an example, let's look at the name Apple, okay, that Steve Jobs came up with. And it says, I'm going to have a very strong power of influence. I mean, that is predominantly what this word means. It says I've got, uh, I've got, you know, quadruple power of influence is most. I have a lot of self-confidence. We're very generous. We work hard on your behalf. I mean, this is just a perfect name. And like when people come to me for a name change, whether it's personal or in business, I have them answer questions for me first. And it's like, what 10 adjectives do you want everybody to know about your, yourself right away? And what 10 adjectives do you want to attract to you and the people, you know, that you're attracting to you? But same with business. It's three questions. It's like, what do you want people to know and feel immediately upon hearing your name? What do you want to attract to you? What kind of customers? And then give me a very detailed thing. What exactly does your business do? Because it's all got to be in that name. And then I literally play with letters and play Scrabble, if you will, with the different letters and where they have to be to come up with names for businesses. Do you ever come up with names for businesses that really are words that never existed? Like haagen It's not a real word. They made it up. Um, the answer is yes, um, I do, and with the exception of pharmaceuticals and pills and stuff like that, it's harder. You've got to put more time into advertisement and introducing that name. It, it's a wonderful name, and it catches on, but it's sometimes it's harder to get it going just at the initial, you know, at the initial part because nobody's heard of it before. So they always just stop and pause, and yet they feel good about it because of the 10 adjectives that the business person has given to me. So the answer is yes. People pay me to be creative because when they tell me what they want, in my mind, I'm going, this letter needs to go here, that letter needs to go there. I need one of these three ways to represent this concept that's in this name here. You know, because there's always three ways to represent any idea. And so you're not just stuck with the same letter if you want that quality. Does... And so the answer is yes. I create the names. Now, some people prefer to give me a big uh, list and say, what's wrong with all of these? 
Well, I don't do that. I'll wipe out the ones that you don't want, but okay. I, I'm not going to go through and, and try to teach the system, you know, in an hour that I have with you or five hours that I have with you. Right. Can the, the founder of the company's name impact the business name, even if the business name is absolutely perfect? The answer is no. The business will carry on. And how it's run, um, see, and I say no, but I look at how it's run. He can impact the employees of the business, but the business can succeed in, in spite of themselves. I mean, again, let's look at Steve Jobs. People have reported that he was not the easiest person to get along with. Right. You know, and that's why he got fired one time and they got rehired. And yet, you know, Look how well the company did even when he wasn't there. And look how well it's done even since his death. Okay. Now, your your new book, Know the Name, Know How to Connect, how does that fit in with the work that you're doing? Because you have a new book coming out at the end of the year, Know the Name, Know the Health. And right. So, Know the Name, Know the Person is all about somebody's personality and how you can decipher their personality, what they think, feel, how they're going to behave based on that personality. That's the first book and what it teaches. The second book, Know the Name, Know the Spirit, is how do you find somebody's seven lessons and why they're here, what their purpose is, what would be really good for them to be doing. Okay? So that's in the second book. This third book, I literally took time out from writing Know the Name, Know the Health, because your health predispositions are in your name, to write this book because of different needs of that I heard from my HR people that I'm working with. And... You know, how we connect with each other and how we get along really impacts the quality of our life. And I thought, if I could just give this as a gift out to people, and it's a much shorter book. Um, it's literally 84 pages, but Amazon wouldn't print it unless it was 100. And so we raised the print style one point and made it 100 pages. <laughs> um, okay. You know, I mean, it's, I wasn't going to add garbage in there just to create the length when it was complete at 84 and so um, and so that literally says just learn the first vowel of the first name that's six letters and that's where our communication style lands that's where how we how we do relationships how we learn uh, what kind of gifts we like it's all the personal things that make a relationship hold. It even tells you what does this person need from you. It's sitting right there in that letter to have a long-term relationship. For an example, your first vowel is an A. To have a long-term relationship with you, you like your friends to keep teaching you something new. Okay. Because if it's the same old, same old, you get bored, why do I need that person? They're not presenting anything new to me. You know, and so it's to cause you to think. You like friends who cause you to think. And so, if you want a long-term relationship with somebody, don't you want to know what's going to have them want you in their life? You know? And so, all of that is in this book. And like I said, the, the e-book is free until the day after Valentine's Day. Okay? So, it, it'll even help you know what kind of gift to get your loved one, you know, for Valentine's Day so you can get the perfect gift. It's, it's literally, if we just learn those six letters, that our communications, our connections can so improve. And so I really wrote that as a very short, simple, fact-filled book to help people improve their relationships so the quality of their life can improve. And I can see how it could be used in networking for business, trying to grow your business. You're walking into a room of people you don't know or you're at a prospect 
as a new client how you could use some of those techniques if if a is their letter you know they like to learn something new so maybe you share something different with them right and a new idea and get their brain thinking you know because a's are the people that have all those intellectual discussions and they don't get bored with them you know and and i'm not saying they're the only people that like that but i'm saying that to them is highly important okay and just like with the first vowel of an e if you don't start by saying, hey, how are you doing? You know, where an A just wants to get down to business. Don't waste my time. Let's get down to business. The E wants to connect first with, hey, how are you doing? Did you get enough sleep last night? How's everything going? You know, <laughs> and, and if you don't take that time to connect that way with an E, the E says, well, that person didn't even care about me, which isn't necessarily true, but that's how the E feels. And so it literally gives you all of those for those six vowels so that you know how to connect immediately. You know how to start a conversation, you know? I I love that because it's something that frightens a lot of my listeners is that first moment when you're meeting somebody new, so many thoughts go through their minds of, I I, I don't know how to start the conversation. Networking is such a huge topic, and there are some people that are like, hi, I'm Laura, I do this, and I've never done that. I always start asking questions about the other person. And the first uh, three months I was at the Chamber of Commerce in Norwalk, nobody even knew what I did for a living. I just kept connecting people back and forth. And then all of a sudden I had tons of business because everybody's like, who's this person that helps everybody? <laughs> right. And, and it pays off. And you were literally doing what I call, there's, there's six approaches, but you were doing the one that's easiest for most people to identify with, which is how you approach the first vowel of an E. And for me, it's just, it's yeah. really the way I am. I just like helping people, as you've told me earlier. But so when somebody is starting a business or starting a new relationship, what are some things that, based on namology, that you would recommend they start thinking about? They start thinking about immediately what are the subtleties? What are the hidden things that somebody's going to feel or think about your business the minute they hear your name, okay? Like one of the people, and and how close is it to another word, okay? okay? So one of the people who I'm working with right now to find them a new last name asked me about a name and, you know, would this make a good last name? And I looked at it and I said, you changed one letter and it says homework. And that's what you're going to hear. You're not going to hear homewood. You're going to hear homework mentally, and nobody wants to do homework. Nobody's going to want to do business with that name. Nobody's, you know, you're you're not going to connect. (laughs) You're going to work twice as hard. And so there's, are there hidden words within the name? Because that's what's going to come across. I mean, I I jokingly say there are names that have like an ASS in them, okay? And the person's telling you who they are. And if you're dropping one of the S's, then you've got a little one of those instead of a big one. You know, and do you subtly want to be conveying that that's who you are? I just had a whole total visual on that. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, I mean, and and so you want to look at that. You know, um, I, I look at names like Madeline. And the people that I know that have named Madeline, when they were kids, 
they did not like their circumstances and they had to learn how to deal with being mad all the time. But look what you're calling them. You're calling them Madeline. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> you know? Okay, but then you get names like Moon Unit Zappa. <laughs> yeah, but it's just the letter of the placements in there. Okay. But I'm just saying that if you've got a hidden word in there. Right, gotcha. To really, okay. to really look at that because that's also what you're conveying. Besides just what you're conveying you know, subliminally because of the placement of the letters and what they mean. And and when you're creating a name for something, you want it either easy to spell or easy to say. Because if we can't say a name or pronounce a name well, that person doesn't get as much business. Because we're not comfortable with, how, how do you really say that name? You know, just like, for an example, namology, I couldn't trademark the word name. So I could not spell it N-A-M-E-ology. Instead, I used the Latin spelling N-E-I-M-ology, even though I still pronounce it nameology. Okay? When I had my email address as nameology at whatever, I didn't get that much email. The minute I changed it to info at knowthename.com, my, you know, <laughs> my box now gets flooded all the time. Because it's easy so, for people to find, they have a connection, it's what they search on, it's what they're looking for, it makes sense. And they know how to spell it. Right. And it's simple. And so, I mean, there's little things that even though my science is named Nymology Science because that's how it's trademarked, right? And, but there's little things that you can do like that, that when I'm working with business people that I look at what they're doing, I look at their websites, I look at everything and I think, here's where you're losing people because of your wording. For example, words and the letters in the words are so important. I was at a huge conference, and the speaker is very dynamic and very successful, but she says, you know, my team and I are up here, and I want you to use us. And I thought, I don't want to use you. You know, that says that it's not an equal exchange. I would like to utilize your services, but I'm not going to use your services, and I'm not going to use you. Okay, you know, that makes just a lot changing sense. from use to utilize. And so when I'm looking at somebody's written word all the way through their, their websites and everything, I'm looking for subtle changes like that that can cause somebody to turn off and not realize why they turned off because they didn't want to be used. Instead, yeah, utilize them. You know, I mean, that's just one small example. And yet it's so important and if we're using too many of the same letters that convey distrust or too many of the same letters that convey I'm not flexible, you know, you're going to lose business. I remember when we were at the Author 101 event and Gary W. Goldstein, the movie producer famous for Pretty Woman, was there and he was fascinated by you and how you could help determine names of characters in movies. And, of course, every author there wanted to pick your brains. Well, what do you think about this name that I used in my book? It, it's fascinating to me that we never really think about it. It's very subtle, but it's such a major part of the world, the names. Well, remember that great song that everybody loved, The Boy Named Sue? Yes. Well, in the word Sue, two-thirds of the name says humor. He's used every way that you've got a sense of humor. He's used that in that name. 
And so, therefore, we could all see this guy's going to make fun of his own name also, and they're all going to have a good time with it. Okay? And it, and it worked. It would not have worked if he said, you know, the boy named Bruce. Because when we hear of Bruce, we think of Brutus. We think of Popeye and Bruce. We think of, you know, some strong man like Bruce Willis. <laughs> you know, we you- think of the he guy that doesn't necessarily have a sense of humor because the job done, even though he does have a sense of humor. But it's not that kind of a humor. And so had he named his, named his song, of, you know, making fun of the boy named Bruce, you know, or, or another female name that we take and we look at is very serious, like Elizabeth, you know. We wouldn't think of the boy named Elizabeth. That's not funny to us. No, it's Because not. there's not a lot of humor letters in there, you know. And so picking the right name that lets us all know, yeah, that person could do that, because subconsciously we all know it. I just made it conscious, you know. <laughs> so it's very important. I gave a workshop when I was just new at doing Nemology Science, and a friend set it up for me, and I gave a workshop to authors in Hollywood. And and what most of them did that caused them to be successful was they named their name very close to somebody they knew that was like that. <laughs> so they got the essence, or most of the essence of it, without having to just literally use the same name. Okay, like they changed a letter here or there. But if you know Nemology Science, which is really nice, you just pick from your qualities, what do I want my character to be like? Well, then he needs this letter, that letter, that letter. And then you name them, and we all believe it. All right. Now, if somebody picks a nickname, and you're, say, say we're at a networking event or we're in business, and you meet somebody and they're introduced as their nickname, how do, how do we connect with somebody like that if we don't know their other name? Does it matter? That I love that question. The nickname is who they want to be seen as if okay. they're picking it for themselves. And so they're saying, I want you to see me as this part of who I am without you seeing me as all of who I am. So you're addressing that part of who they are or who they're working on or those aspects of themselves that they're working on now. However, most nicknames are not, we don't give it to ourselves. Other people give us nicknames. And if we respond to them, you know, we answer to that nickname, they're telling us, I only want to see these aspects of you. Please don't show me the rest of you. Uh, you know, I find it fascinating because I've never been given a nickname ever. Everybody just well, always called me Laura, although occasionally somebody will call me Linda, which I laugh. But f- so you're saying that if somebody gives you a nickname and you accept it, you're now taking on that without even really necessarily understanding all those different pieces. Exactly. You're now adapting to what part of you they want to see, and that's the part you show them. And think about it where so many parents give their kids nicknames that end in Y. Okay? Well, Ys are chameleons, and they can get along with everybody because it's very important to them to be liked. So they will adapt to the people around them naturally and only show that part of them that the other person can like. So when a parent's giving the the nickname that ends in a Y, they're literally saying to the kid on a subconscious basis, make yourself more likable so it's easier for me to love you. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. My mom was born Barbara Ann, and a neighbor, there were too many Barbaras apparently in the neighborhood, and she became known as Nancy. 
and for ages, everybody just called my mom Nancy. And you could always tell from the neighborhood, if they knew her from the neighborhood in the Bronx, if they walked up to her and said, hey, Nancy. <laughs> and everybody in the family called her Nancy for the longest time. I'll never forget my cousin Ricky was shocked when he found out her name was really Barbara. And he was in, he was like almost 18 or 19 years old by the time he found out it's really Aunt Barbara, not Aunt Nancy. Oh, that's interesting. Well, what people did is they literally said um, to her, you know, make yourself more likable to us because of that lie. But they also changed some significant number of letters in there and literally are saying to her, um, you're going to be more comfortable spending other people's money than you are when it comes to spending your own. And, and that's so true about my mom. She's in heaven now, but uh, that that is really fascinating about that. <laughs> yeah, because that's not in her original name, but when they call her Nancy, they're introducing, because she answered to it, they're introducing new qualities or habits that she would then pick up because it would come with the name. As a, as a child, because she was very, very young when they gave that to her. Okay, so we're starting to get low on time, and I just want to make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you, if they have questions, if they want to hire you to help them analyze or come up with a business name or change their name or how they sign their names in terms of you're signing full name, part name, whatever that may be. How do they get to you, and how do they get a free copy of your book through Valentine's Day? If they go to the website, knowthename.com, there's a contact thing that's easy to get a hold of us for info at knowthename.com comes directly into the office. And then the free book, the download is on any page other than the front page. So you've got to go exploring. It's on every other page where you can download right now. There's, there's a button that says download your free ebook here. And also on the front page there's a lot of information there's the the latest interview with coast to coast that's on there uh, your interview will go up on the media page um, so there's plenty to look at and plenty to see uh, and plenty of information and then there's even a link on knowthename.com um, and that's the least expensive way to order any of the books by the way um, but there's also a link to the other website that we have, which is Best Name Meanings, which is simply 70 pages of information when you can't get enough. <laughs> 70 pages. 70 pages on Best Name Meanings. And it's just information. There's no sales pitch. There's no link to buy a book. There's nothing. It's just information on that, on know the, um, bestnamemeanings.com. But know the name. You can listen to past interviews, even the one I did with you. You can listen to... Uh, you can get any of the books. You can get the description of all the services. Um, I have a thing where you can schedule yourself. And then it says, fill in this, this is the information I need. And that way it makes it more convenient for you. I mean, it's a self-serving thing where it can serve you for whatever your needs are on the website, knowthename.com. And, you know, you've only given us a little taste of what the information is in your books, including your first one, Know the Name, Know the Person, and your website. And I just really want to thank you so much for being back on the show with me. Always a pleasure, Laura. Anytime for you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, that, that means such a lot because this is my passion project. This is something that I think is so important to introduce people like yourself to help people understand who they are as people, who they are as businesses, because it doesn't have to be the way you think it is. Maybe making some different changes or understanding something about yourself can completely shift the next part of your life. 
Well, what's really cool about a name is all your solutions to all your problems are in a name. It not only says what you came to learn, but it gives you solutions. And you can compare two names and see where the issues are and who needs to take action and what needs to happen. I mean, names are so cool once you know how to read them. Ugh. So everybody go to knowthename.com, grab your free copy of Know the Name, Know How to Connect, and uh, hook up with Sharon Sharon, because she's really awesome. Thanks, you, everybody. And remember, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today? Have a great day, everyone, and know your name. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today. 